Hi, you guys. Welcome back. This is Lost Arts Radio Live. I'm Richard Sachs, your host, and Doug Diamond is here watching the chat and doing the engineering part of the whole thing to hold it together, which makes it all possible. So it's nice to see you again, and hope your week went well and you're having a good beginning to the weekend or whenever you're happening to listen to this, depending on what part of the world you're in. And um, what, I'll tell you what I wanted to talk about today. And then an idea that I had, too, that I want to know if you think would be good or not. And what I was thinking, you know, I spent a lot of time during the week looking at what's going on in the world and thinking about what's behind it, not just, oh, you know, who the ultimate bad guys running the show are on different levels of the power structure. I went through that a long time ago, so I'm just watching it now, but thinking what what do we need to know about what's happening in order to implement solutions? That's really my only interest in the bad stuff that's going on. Otherwise, you know, why just go over a bunch of details that are going to make everybody feel depressed or, you know, that hopeless, stuff like that. That's counterproductive. But if we can look at it in a way <clears throat> that it suggests solutions, I think that's useful. And that's really what we're doing. So what I thought of as a, a theme to get into for today's show, and we put it in the title as this idea of a, another disease, not the pandemic that everybody talks about, but the other one that, that has been going on much longer and is actually real, as opposed to the one that's hyped all the time, is what I call brilliant fool disease. And that <clears throat> kind of points out the difference in types of intelligence because there are, and I'll explain what I mean by that. There's, there's a lot of really brilliant people, otherwise very smart, high IQs and things like that, which are a way to measure it, um, that are doing really dumb things. And even you could say, well, the ones that are in charge aren't doing it because they're dumb. They're doing it because it's evil. Um, being evil is really dumb. <laughs> Because it it doesn't help your own future, and you don't realize when you're doing that that the people that you're hurting are connected to you on on a deeper level than you could imagine because of where everybody comes from being the same. We're all connected intimately, whether we're thinking that we're evil or not, you know, or the good people, we're all, all part of the same underlying spirit that enlivens everything, that omnipresent Thing that people call God, you can't be omnipresent if there's anybody else there. And, um, you know, so, so the idea of thinking that you're going to get some reward out of pursuing evil and intentionally killing or destroying people or wiping out whole planets, this is not really very smart. And even though these people are on the intellectual level very smart, so I wanted to say a few things about that. The show, as usual, is going to go by in two minutes. And I, I put together notes on things I want to say, and it, there's much more than we'll have time for. But it, at least it's something to go into that hopefully you'll find interesting and relevant. But I said I had a new idea, too, and that was um, since I look forward to getting to talk to you every week and you're the people that I can talk to openly within the bounds of uh, trying not to get us off the air immediately if possible. I thought, well, 
you have access to the chat, right, on some of these platforms, that, on many of the platforms that we're on. But even though Doug is monitoring that, and later on I get to hear more about it because I can't really stay on track with what I'm saying, I'm, I'm not that skilled and monitor the chat at the same time. Fortunately, Doug can do that. But I thought, why don't we step up the interaction a notch if you want and say, if you have anything that you want to add a relevant comment to what we're talking about or you want to ask a question about something or make a suggestion of a topic that we should look at that's connected to, well, either connected to what we're going over now or for the future. I just want to make it more as real as possible so that, you know, this is a place where we get to talk as openly as staying on the air allows. And right now, you know, I think the reason that we're still here is that the shadow banning is being really effective and successful and that we're really not reaching very many people. And a lot of listeners have written to me and even asked sometimes during the show, how come not more people are listening to this? Why, You know, we've watched our view counter go backwards on some of these videos uh, on major platforms that I don't want to really name right now. And, you know, they can go down to double or single digits even, even after they've hit pretty high numbers. And so I have no idea how many we're reaching, but I think it's extremely suppressed. So to get around that, if you think any of the videos we make are worth looking at, then maybe you'd like to share them more. And I think there's, I don't, I'm not really technologically that literate, but I think if you enjoy the show or anything that we're talking about or think it's important, if you use the like button, I think the algorithm picks that up and uh, may spread it farther in spite of the shadow banning. But with the number of people that do know about us and you guys that are here live, because most of the people listen later on an archive, um, if you want to talk, you know, and you want to be part of the discussion, just experimentally to see if that works, um, why don't we open that up? And, you know, we may not be able to respond to everything, but if there are uh, comments, suggestions, questions, etc., that are really, you know, relevant and important, um, everybody's comments are important, but if it ties into what we're talking about or even something that we're not that you really want us to know about for later, let's see what happens. Does it destroy the continuity of the show or does it make it better? I'm open to finding out. So just a suggestion, you know, and um, so you can make the comments. We'll still see them later, but Doug may start picking up some today that uh, we can talk back and forth. And I... I just thought, you know, with all the lockdown nonsense and stuff like that that's going on, let's make it as much like in-person getting together as possible. And if you like the idea, we can use that. So what I was going to say initially um, was that when we were little kids, when, when my elementary school classes were going, this was a long time ago in the early 50s, and they used to give us all IQ tests, and that supposedly measures intelligence. Um, and what the, a lot of what the tests were, they used your abilities, your innate abilities in math and communication and reading and that sort of thing. But a lot of it would be pet numbers and pattern recognition, so that if you saw a sequence 
like if it was numbers, it would be like, uh, just for example, one, two, four, eight. And they, and remember, we were like six years old. And they were saying, what's the next number in the sequence? Or it would have a sequence of stick figures. Like there would be a guy with, you know, a head and a straight body and two legs. And, well, it would be a stick figure with like one limb out of four, one leg. And then the next picture would have... a uh, boy or girl, I, I can't tell which, is two legs. And then the next one would have two legs and an arm. And they'd say, what should the next picture be? And you're supposed to say a stick figure with all four limbs on it. Those were IQ tests. That that was part of the basics of it. And um, a lot of those kids who did great on the tests in the long time ago, then when I was doing it, um, or decades after even, they're now in the positions of corporate or government power um, or in the corporate media, and they're all busy destroying the world, or a lot of them are. And it brings up the question, if they were that smart and the IQ tests do measure something, you know, your ability to do calculations and pattern recognition, which is a basic element of science and those things, how come those people weren't smart enough not to create disaster in the world? Um, not just in high positions, but uh, mid-level positions in the system, like uh, maybe they're in the public health system, carrying out the orders <clears throat> of the people in the first group above them, maybe not even understanding the harm that they're doing. And I am interacting with these public health people all the time. And what they think they learned in school, a lot of it they actually memorized and they never questioned it or checked it out. And one thing we used to have in the 60s when I was a university student is they had cars driving around with a bumper, bumper sticker. And they said, question authority. It was a really important bumper sticker, I would say. You know, it relates to what's going on in the world right now. And there was one, a sequel bumper stick, sticker after that that said, um, question everything. You know, it's the basis of science, it, a real science back in the old days when they used to have that going on. And it's the basis of any kind of real exploration where you want to find out what's true, um, spiritual exploration, any kind, that you're not looking for a position to defend and a label to hold and fight against everybody else to show that they're complete idiots and yours is the right position. You, your, your attitude is you want to see, show me where I'm wrong. Because I want to keep learning. And in science, that's how they find out, theoretically, what's really going on. And, and science has degenerated, so it's not like that anymore. It's more like a new religion uh, where you just have to believe it. Because if you don't believe it, you're bad. And you have to be you know, deplatformed or lose your license or be killed or take, you know, taken off the air or whatever. Real science doesn't have any ego element at all real spiritual quest doesn't have any ego element at all. They're, they're both looking for, you know, show me what's true, even if it contradicts what I think is true at the moment, because that means I'm learning. That's a really good sign. And it's great, you know. Um, if somebody brings up an alternative view and it turns out not to be right, that's great too, because then you can learn about that. And it's related to the story of Einstein, not Einstein, but Edison. 
who is credited with inventing the light bulb, um, in spite of some stories to the contrary recently in political debates. And evidence is he really did invent the light bulb. And he, it took, he was a slow, um, he was really slow at finding out the right exact way to make the element inside so it wouldn't burn out right away and so that it wouldn't just fizzle and not make any light. And theoretically, you know, or from the stories, it took him thousands of times to get the right way to do it. And each time it was a failure before he got the right one. And people around him would say, don't you feel terrible? You know, you failed hundreds of times and you're not getting anything. You're doing all your work for free and you're, you're not even inventing anything useful. And he said, no, I'm really happy because um, every time I fail, it means I'm one step closer to the way to make it work. Um, so that's the attitude of real science. And unfortunately, it's been replaced to a large extent, which any individual can change what they're doing anytime. But the system has changed it to the point of um, science now, what they call science, is memorizing acceptable information and just assuming it's right because you heard it a million times and the people uh, telling you that looked really respectable. Um, so the question is, how, how could any intelligent person follow that, follow the crowd and do all these destructive things and apparently see nothing wrong with what they're doing? A lot of factors are involved in that, but I thought it could be called a current, a real pandemic, which, which is a disease that I called brilliant fool disease, which means the person has a high IQ, they're real functional, they know how to do calculations very fast, um, they do recognize patterns, They a lot of them talk fast and very sharply accurate, things like that, but they can't see what should be super obvious. And so the IQ test apparently doesn't mention everything, you know, doesn't measure everything. And what? how does that disease come about that's really causing life on Earth to be in danger of extinction and in a lot of ways rampant all over the world? And how does a person tell if they have it? Because it's not just the other people. Most of us have had it or still have it to some degree. Um, is it contagious? And whether it is or not, is there any kind of a cure for it? Or at least a way to manage it so it doesn't get worse. Um, this is a big subject. Even though it might sound silly, it's it's pretty important subject. Um, so, I mean, we can't go into it completely because it's really involved. But if you want to look at signs, some of the common signs of, of what it looks like, um, we can do a little bit of that. One thing to remember that's good about it is all the real tools for managing it like a disease so that it doesn't get worse. All the cures for it are natural. They don't cost any money. They only take time and attention and your desire to cure yourself of the disease. So remember, if you find out that you have it, and almost everybody does to some degree, then you don't have to worry because you can cure yourself and it doesn't have to ruin your life. And I remember one of my early exposures to the condition, the brilliant fool's disease thing, it was dealing with uh, the medical industry that got me, you know, to where I eventually started 
involving myself in uh, independent health scientists. And I say, as an independent health scientist, I say that in those words because most of the science that's being done professionally is being funded by people and organizations that want certain results. That's not science. That's paying for the result and telling the scientist, you know, you're free to do whatever you want, do your open-minded studies and everything. Just be aware that any result other than this, you won't have any further job. But, you know, whatever you want to do is fine. And it tends to influence the way that the scientists operate. I I had, I remember I had a close family friend, uh, again in the 50s, uh, like an uncle, kind of, and he was paralyzed from the neck down with polio. He was an incredible person. I mean, you can imagine yourself in that situation. He was very brave, real cheerful, very compassionate, cared about everybody else, and great person. And um, none of the family, none of our family knew about what the polio situation really was, and that wild polio uh which now I don't even know how exactly it was uh, identified, but wild polio, as it was understood, was almost never any kind of serious disease at all. And it wasn't bad until they started massive spraying of DDT, which happens to be a neurotoxin. And your nerves are a really important part of your body. They, I mean, I'm, be, I'm understating it facetiously, but you know that they run all over your body. And there are in two there are many ways of categorizing them, but two of the categories are uh, sensory nerves and motor nerves. And the motor nerves are the ones that make your parts of your body move, like you know, putting your hand in a certain position or walking. Uh, motor nerves make your muscles coordinate and contract and relax in exactly the right coordination to achieve certain motions. You know, whether it's picking something up or taking a step forward. That's an extremely complex coordinated uh, system that it takes a baby a while to learn. Those are motor nerves that do that. And the sensory nerves are the ones that uh, you put your hand over a candle or something and you feel the heat. And it's the sensory nerves that pick that up, translate it into an electrical message, send it up your arm to the spinal cord and up to your brain, and it gets interpreted as... um, too much heat and you pull your hand away and that happens really fast that's why your hands don't get burned up because you you get warnings from your nerves and they're very important parts of your system and in in those paralytic polio situations the whole nervous system stops working it's it's really really bad and it started when they started massive spraying of ddt and i know a lot of the You know, I've been pretty much excommunicated by leaders, certain leaders on both sides of the political spectrum. And in this case, the so-called conservative ones have told me that I'm, you know, crazy because I think there's any real environmental issues or emergency, they said. Yeah, it's a really serious one, (laughs) you know, and maybe it's not that the world's going to evaporate tomorrow although the technology is there in the hands of questionable people to do that. But um, if you look at a larger time scale of the whole thing, then the amount of environmental damage that's being done every day 
by modern society is horrendous and it's pretty much all totally unnecessary without cutting uh, standard of living you might say you don't have to go back to stone age in order to save the world or you know kill everybody that's breathing out with the evil carbon dioxide all that's a total scam but but you know things are not just black and white all the time there are shades of gray and if you do the work to understand what's really happening then you come out with a nonpartisan um, understanding and then you use that to find solutions to it and when they stopped spraying DDT and some other things happened environmentally the uh, wave of paralytic polio that was wiping people out pretty much stopped and when it was almost completely stopped they came up with the polio shot which i was one of the victims of and they gave it to millions of people and then they claimed victory over polio from giving the shot when they didn't even start giving it to people until polio was almost over that was true with pretty much every similar vaccine and you know with vaccines before you decide to just be pro or con I'm suggesting a different approach. Don't be, don't take a position and just do everything to defend it and um, avoid finding out every anything that would contradict your position. Just stay open and say, I want to see what's true. And there are doctors with this injection idea that is being called safe and effective. Some great doctors have taken that open-minded point of view and written books about what they found out. Of course, they got attacked for doing that because when they expose the truth, it's not favorable to the industry at all. In fact, makes the industry look like it's maiming and killing people, which is not really good PR. And that's been done since 1796 or so when Jenner was just getting started in the UK and people were being harmed and killed back then, and it wasn't the adjuvants. It wasn't mercury or aluminum or anything like that. It was the whole idea. So some of the independent news commentators that I really respect, that the main one of which I can't mention here if we want to stay on the air, uh, in our free speech system, of course, said that... Um, there's such a thing as the clean version of these injections. And that was being done by Jenner and the early people who used that, and the people were still getting hurt. So that's, you know, I don't think that's accurate. Um, anyway, uh, the medical students weren't shown the books that I'm talking about by Suzanne Humphreys and a lot of other good people who have shown the graphs of when the injection started when the disease in every case was almost gone and then claimed credit for the extermination of it, eradication of it, when it was almost always a function of sanitation and hygiene that got rid of these diseases. Um, and the students still in medical school are taught that the injections got rid of polio and smallpox and that uh, they're caused by terrifying viruses that would do all these things. No environmental factors involved. And um, you can't be protected unless you're injected with some kind of a mix of toxic chemicals full of ingredients that are, I mean, they're so horrible, they're hard to talk about, but they're really happening. 
and only a person who's completely victimized by this brilliant fool disease, I guess, you know, would ever consider having these things put into their body, his or her body, and you would never allow your, them to be injected into your child. I mean, that would be completely insane. And I've had people talking to me, you know, not just this week, but before, saying, we're in California. Uh, I have to let this be done to my child because they can't go to school otherwise. And I'm saying, you know, this is another case of this brilliant fool disease because these people are not dumb. They're very intelligent. And yet, there's some kind of hypnosis that they've been subjected to that says, oh, well, you just have to do this because the rulers say so. You just have to, you know, let your kid be beat up or, or this is worse than them being beat up. It's something injected into them that may or may not ever be able to be taken out. And the new version that's coming up in the current fake pandemic is even worse. So um, we're living in a mental hospital, actually where the staff and the patients are both insane. And if you've got some insight into being able to see that, what, what I call brilliant fool disease being rampant or whatever you want to call it, then your task, your challenge, should you choose to accept it, like they said in Mission Impossible, is figure out how to wake the staff and the patients up out of their uh, hypnotic trance. That's all. And actually, if if we can't do that and wake ourselves up and the other the staff and the other patients, I don't see any point in talking about any of this stuff. It's all to understand it for the purpose of solutions. You know, today these philanthropic organizations, so to speak, that really aren't that, are giving these injections to so-called prevent polio. And those injections have been acknowledged as almost the sole cause of all the serious cases of polio worldwide now. And some governments are kind of understanding that a little bit, but we're in a position where either the people running governments worldwide are really not very coherent themselves, don't understand much of what's going on, or maybe they do, but they're controlled by blackmail and bribes and threats to their family and stuff like that. That's really the situation that the world is in right now. And I'm, again, the purpose of saying this, what is going on as far as a problem goes, is not to say it's hopeless, there's nothing you can do, and, you know, we're all doomed and give up. And, I mean, I think that's what the power structure would like us to do to feel really helpless, and they've been fairly successful in making us feel powerless, but it's not true. We have massive power to change it, even a single person does, and not in the ways that most people think of, so we're going to get to that. But um, I'm just saying that the people who were victimized by this practice of injections, like I was a few times as a small kid, and the doctors who were doing it, they were all brainwashed. They were all victims of this particular disease, which is like a huge pandemic, and it was real. Um, everybody's showing signs of it. So the doctors, for example, had studied so hard in medical school, and I know many, I have many doctor friends all over the world, and 
most of the doctors in school didn't realize that they were being inducted into a cult or a belief system or new religion, whatever you would call it. They thought they had learned about how injecting toxins into your body was really a way to prevent disease. They Most of them actually believed it. How, how anybody could believe that is just stunning. I mean, it's amazing. It's a sign of common sense being removed. It's one of the things that this disease does, the brilliant fool disease, is it wipes common sense out of your body and your mind. And you instead, you have this belief that swallowing toxic chemicals called medicines was the way to recover from diseases and other health problems. It, but it was mixed. It was tricky to, to recognize it because it was mixed with other kinds of real learning, like how to save people's lives in emergency medicine. And there's some great, um, you know, how to put people back together who get run over by cars and things. And there's some really good things being done every day by heroic people in emergency rooms, emergency surgery, um, a few necessary surgeries outside of that, like congenital birth defects and that sort of thing that you can't easily cure in any natural way that I know of yet. But um, the part of the medical and health training and public health and everything that, that is memorized and is not true is literally killing millions of people every year right now, um, not just in America, but all over the world. And um, it's being done by really highly trained people that are generally really smart, and they believe that they're doing complete good, and their intent is good, and they've just been brought into a system they don't even understand. Um, but some of them find out that they have this disease and they change their attitude and they start educating themselves. And a lot of them become incredible teachers and people that cure others suffering from diseases. And they do it without drugs, in a lot of cases without surgery, without radiation, without injected drugs like, you know, chemotherapy stuff. A lot of times they are teaching and actually using natural means. And that, that's challenging right now because in a lot of countries like America, most of that approach is illegal amazingly enough this is supposed to be a free country you know and some other countries pretend to be free too but freedom means that unless you're hurting somebody else you know knowingly destroying something that supports their life or them aside from that you're supposed to be able to think what you want talk about what you want you don't get classified as misinformation or something like that you the people that listen to you are responsible to figure out what you're saying that they can use and what they can't use or what for them is right or wrong. You don't have an institution uh, shutting down free speech. At least that was the idea in the beginning, and it, it's changed a lot. So um, some of the doctors are breaking the programming. We've had many of them on the Sunday show. Hopefully you've heard some of those. Um Dr. Cowan was on recently, and there have been lots and lots of others. Um, they're teaching people, and um, the more they learn about natural law, real natural law, and how to live in harmony with it, then the more amazing things that they can do, heal themselves and teaching others 
that want to learn about this kind of stuff. And the best teachers are the ones who didn't just read it in a book. They actually went through it. Right now, you know, in the midst of this terrifying pandemic that you may have noticed if you looked around, we're having this pandemic thing that they talk about. That's why, you know, you find out that you get locked in your house or you have to wear what a friend of ours calls self-suffocation devices, uh, or at least you're told you do. And that um, everybody's, you know, thousands or millions of people are being killed by this terrifying disease. And most of the really intelligent people who believe that, they can't imagine that on a huge scale, the rulers would be lying to us. That's just like beyond comprehension. And I don't blame them because we've been taught since birth, you know, or at least since a very young age, that the authorities are there just to protect and help you. And they really care about you. And that's why Matt Dillon was such a great sheriff in Gunsmoke. And um, uh, Chuck Norris was a fantastic Texas Ranger. It was just to, to show you that the authorities are there only to help you and it's totally selfless. And when you notice that there is a, a little bit of a discrepancy between that and what happens in real life, it's hard to to absorb what that's trying to tell you because it's emotionally threatening to most people. Um, the bureaucrats and the public health officials and the people in, in charge of enforcing the health orders, most of them really believe that they're doing a great service to humanity and saving everybody's lives. They don't, they would never relate to the idea that they're responsible for a lot of people who are trusting them actually getting hurt or dying, but that's the real situation. And a lot of those enforcers are really good people. They're smart. And they've had their common sense removed. It didn't even take conventional surgery. They did it psychologically. Um, They don't know that all the medical and personnel and the health authorities are given this intense cult training. And they're talked to, part of that is actually administered by people selling drugs, otherwise known as drug dealers. And they come in in really fancy suits and, you know, bearing gifts of all kinds and tell people I've had people that I was related to in the family who were part of this system and it would never occur to them that they were doing anything destructive. Um, they were taught that diseases just happen and when, when you run into the wrong germ or you have bad luck or the wrong genes or something, you get sick and there's no real cause that you can do anything to change you just have to take the right poison to get better or even if it's not going to get you better you have to take it because um well you just have to take it you know because it's called in america it's called the standard of care and in much of the world they do it the same way they don't really know much about food or lifestyle as causes of health or disease or aging or anything like that and um The ones that do find out about that have to fight against the system and, you know, against being silenced and deplatformed and everything. And and in fact, speaking of food, the food industry is mostly run the same way. It's large corporations. And corporations are not bad per se. 
you can start a corporation. You don't have to make it bad. The idea that any corporation is evil is wrong. You can start a corporation tomorrow to sell, you know, I don't know, lemonade. You know, it's still a corporation. It's not evil. But um, <clears throat> these huge corporations, most of which are multinational right now, that are controlling the food industry, agriculture and all that, um, at the top, they're run. The big executives are, are chosen because they have no sense of morality at all. They're, ju- they're just making decisions, <clears throat> excuse me, based on uh, what brings in the most profit. And if they have to do things that are illegal, they analyze whether they'll get caught. <clears throat> and if they do get caught, they compare the fine to the profit. And if the fine is less than the profit, then the decision is smart. And it helps the stockholders. And now people are being called stakeholders also. There's a whole other story in that. But when you have business and economics and banking being run with from an amoral platform where as long as something makes money, even if it kills everybody, it's fine, that's a problem with the future of society because it's actually a miracle that the life still exists on this planet with that situation going on. Um, but it's not go- it's not controlled by a government that's equally evil that's going to solve it because the government is right now in partnership with these corporations that are doing the destructive work. And that's what the real meaning of uh, fascism is, that people who burn down cities are claiming to be against. They're just... They have no idea what they're serving, actually. Um, Burning down cities doesn't fix the government. So, And the same kind of amoral operation system is operating in telecom industry that's not telling the public about the danger of Wi-Fi radiation and uh, wireless uh, EMF fields and things like that that are really harmful. And I can tell you that from many decades involved as a health scientist that all of that is unnecessary. You don't have to go back to Stone Age technology to avoid Wi-Fi and smart meters and phones working on uh, weaponized frequency, you know, like they have now. And 5G is an extreme example of that. They're At the mid-levels, the motivation is just profit regardless of what it does to everybody. But on the higher levels, it's much darker, and it's for intentional um, harm to to people and the environment both. And the same thing is happening in the internal combustion engines, which could be running on water instead of uh, gasoline and diesel. That's been demonstrated totally successful. We've, We've heard many of our friends, some of which I can't mention because... They've already been banned everywhere, talking about how the fake environmental movement wants to ban internal combustion of uh, oil products. And they're saying that's crazy and it's not well motivated. They're right, but what they don't mention is it's already been demonstrated that burning uh, oil products has been unnecessary for at least 100 years. And if you want details of that, look at Stephen Greer's work. He's trying to encourage 
holders of the alternative technologies, not the current state of solar and wind or anything like that. We're talking way beyond that. Engines that run on water and uh, zero-point energy devices that generate power, those are all fully developed and available right now. They, they would have everybody and, in fact, cities running their whole infrastructure with free electric power that had no environmental downside. And those are available now. It's just how do you get them out past the censorship? Um, the whole environmental thing is tricky because the some of the conservative groups think, oh, there's no real environmental problems. It's all a total scam. And the people on the other side, they call themselves liberal, which is a real misnomer because liberal has to do with liberty and that's a different thing. The current liberals are more leading in the direction of socialist, communist, slash communist, uh, which is just another flavor of tyranny that's a big mistake. But the environmental problems are real. And I've been really a devoted environmentalist in that sense since the mid-60s. You know, the, there's no reason not to have farming be beyond organic at this point. The the farming fertilizers and that we're told are necessary and the farmers are taught are necessary. And the pesticides and herbicides haven't been necessary ever. Mm-hmm. There are ways to have the higher production with no use of that stuff. You don't have to destroy the water table. Um, you have, the again, this brilliant fool disease and the scientists working to develop new uh, agricultural fertilizers, uh, GMOs, which are complete, I mean, any common sense, let alone the uh, investigative work of Jeffrey Smith and other people like that, makes it so obvious that GMOs have no upside at all. Their risk of destroying the genetic makeup of nature as a whole, not just seeds, but trees and animals and now with the new injected uh you know shot for the pandemic that we're being pushed on we're having pushed on the whole world that part of the purpose of that is to genetically modify humans and much more i mean nobody who understands the ingredients of the shot for the pandemic and how they work would ever take it i mean they would never do it and some of the leaders that are on TV showing themselves being injected with this stuff are either even way dumber than they seem or they're getting a fake shot with a disappearing needle, you know, that doesn't actually go in full of salt water or something like that, not the actual material. Because with any intelligence or checking on the ingredients, which you need to check on the ingredients even of what you eat, but you really need to check on the ingredients of what somebody wants to inject into your body with a needle. And, I mean, the ingredients there would make most normal people just faint if they understood what they were. Um, That's the brilliant fool disease at work. And yet, with all the environmental scam that's going on, the environmental problems are absolutely real. Um, Plastic pollution is immense in the oceans. And in fact, now they've got all these billions of masks ending up in the oceans. It's incredible. And um, 
pollution from agricultural fertilizer and pesticide and herbicide and the soil destruction with it. All this stuff's unnecessary, completely unnecessary. Industrial chemical pollution, like, you know, you saw an example of that on a small scale in the Aaron Brockovich movie. In real life, it's way more widespread than that. Um, as I said, the unnecessary burning of fossil fuels, we haven't needed that for a long time. Medical drug pollution, most of those drugs are given in cases where there are natural remedies that would work much better, no side effects, no negative side effects anyway. Um, fluoride in the water, EMF pollution, biosolids, what, you know, what, we, what we're told are processed industrial sewage in, in the treatment plants. Mike, and I can't say his last name, made a documentary called Biosludged, I think, was the name of it. It's free. You should look that up. It's really good. And that's being put all over farmland and being recycled into the food and water systems. And not to mention the chemtrail residue, which we're told is a conspiracy theory, and it's not. It's real. Um, the climate change scam is only to make you give up your freedoms, and they want you terrified of global warming, or they'll accept terror of global cooling, too. That works for the same end, which is taking away freedom, telling you to use no energy, etc. But that's a scam. But the, the climate and weather disruption being caused intentionally, that is man-made, by the residue coming out of the high-flying jets that have these persistent permanently persistent trails that spread out and can cover the whole sky sometimes that's not ice crystals and there are some good docu i just saw a documentary called um franken skies i think it was matt landman who will be on the sunday show soon and um we weren't talking about global warming or cooling or anything but just showing the incredible global pollution weather disruption i don't think he mentioned uh solar dimming of the sun, all this stuff that I'm mentioning um, is completely unnecessary without cutting lifestyle or standard of living at all. And so how come it's not being solved? Um, and I'm saying this is a, it's a consciousness issue. Um, the conclusions that, that the scam, environmental scams are coming to are block any of the available clean, free technology, don't let anybody know about that. Block real health information. Block all the information about how agriculture could be incredibly environmentally beneficial with just as much or more uh, yield of much higher quality food. That's been available for a long time. And it's environmentally sound. Uh, Charles Walters, who used to run Acres USA, newspaper now i'm not sure what it's doing i haven't had an opportunity to check it for a while but when charles walters jr was there uh, i met him in the 70s he's a great person and he was showing that environmentally sound agriculture is ec economically profitable which is really important and he was complaining to me at our meeting that Nobody had the consciousness even then in the 70s to have any idea what he's talking about. And I'm saying we we could get that consciousness back. And contrary to the fake type pandemic, 
a positive pandemic of consciousness could um, spread like wildfire over the whole globe. And I really don't think it's too late. So, um, you know, I, I told you in the beginning that if there were any questions or relevant comments or anything that we needed to look at, I would do that. I have some things to say here at the end, and we're almost out of time. But, um, Doug, if you want to let me know if there's anything like that. If not, then I'll just finish up because I've got some ending comments to say, and there's only a few minutes left. So, okay. All right. So the point is that all of, all these negative things that are happening in the world are completely unnecessary. And if the consciousness comes back to the general population, which you could start, we don't have to have the conclusion that those guys want to create, which is basically extermination of life on this plane, on this planet, I should say. So um, what they're after perpetual conflict and destruction, environmental desolation and death and all this stuff is completely unnecessary. And it can be counteracted by spreading consciousness. And what I mean by that is people that are aware enough that would never go along with this kind of nonsense. If they're, if they're told that there's a terrifying pandemic and I think our new I think they're calling him the president, said that on video that there are 200 million people already dead in America from this new pandemic. They they would be smart enough to say, wait a minute, I'm not really stepping over bodies, you know, on my way to work every day or on my way to the store. Where are all these new dead people? And they would look at the overall death figures. And in the last five years, they've stayed about the same. In America, the suicides are up a little bit because of the lockdowns, which are a malicious fraud in themselves, designed to destroy economies and national sovereignty and, and personal freedom. Aside from those suicides, the um, overall death figures are almost unchanged. And as soon as an intelligent, aware person saw that, they'd say, this isn't happening. This this is not real. There is no... Um, terrifying threat of a disease that's out of control they would look at the people selling the uh, the new injections that are hoping to make everybody on the planet take them not once but periodically and they're already saying now that it doesn't s slow down the spread of the transmission at all but you have to have it anyway and even though it was the way to get back to normal now they're saying that even once you get it you have to wear the self-suffocation device, which is a name that uh, Peggy Hall is using. And I really suggest looking at her work. Her videos, which are coming out almost every day, are great. She got shut down on some of the major platforms, but she started a new one called, um, what is it, Living Swell. Swell used to mean really good, you know, in case you haven't heard that before. And that's still up on the major platform that shut her down before. And she's saying, you know, wearing the breathing suffocation, self-suffocation device is not normal. There's nothing out of the ordinary to protect yourself from. The overall death figures are what they were before. Yeah, if you're really run down, 
you probably don't want to be around people who are sick. But the whole asymptomatic carrier thing was uh, denied by the World Health Authority a while back, and the media just ignored that. So how do you spread consciousness so people don't fall for this kind of stuff? And the only way that I know is a principle that was talked about by Tesla and some other people called resonance. And that is that, this is a big subject, we talk about it more in the Planetary Healing Club meetings, but basically what it is is that every life form is radiating a frequency all the time, um, day and night. And that frequency has a signature in it, not only of your physical condition, but your emotional state and your state of awareness, everything like that is in it. And as that goes out, it influences other people. So if you become wide awake and aware of what's happening, other it's like related to what they call the hundredth monkey uh, theory. And that's uh, monkeys on some islands that were being studied. Some of them learned to wash I think they were eating bananas, but some kind of fruit in the water before they ate them. And this had never been done before. And once a certain number of monkeys were doing that, all the monkeys on that island and all the other islands that weren't even in physical contact started doing it. It's So it's an illustration of this resonance phenomenon that's happening all the time. And you can make use of that by Waking yourself up, that's the person to work on. Get your health back as much as you can, your health and energy, and learn, you know, don't eat garbage anymore. It's really simple stuff. Uh, Don't eat GMO anything with any ingredients that are that, unless you don't care about it and you want to have the long-term results, which is totally up to you. Don't, Don't eat or drink garbage and get away from drugs as much as you can. Um, which are just toxic chemicals, basically. And uh, don't walk around with a real cynical, harsh, um, depressed kind of attitude because it's been shown clearly to affect your whole body. And there are ways to break that and turn it around that are very effective. So you can learn about that kind of thing. Um, Start a positive pandemic that is very contagious And I don't think it's too late, you know, from what I've been able to find out. So that's what I'm suggesting. And do it, you know, get get in contact with people of like mind who say, I don't want to just dwell on all these problems with no solutions. I want to start doing something different. Start exercising. Get out in nature. Start walking. Just just walking in a clean environment or whatever you've got available, even a park or anything. It has a huge effect on your physical body and your mind and your emotional state, get enough sleep and sunlight and all that. Um, and you can do it with other people to support you or do it with us in Planetary Healing Club. It's all about that and about changing consciousness and about transforming your life in ways that you can actually prove work. You know, So there's solutions. The whole point is solutions. Otherwise, I can't think of any reason to even know about all this stuff. And take care of yourself and you'll help everybody around you. That's about it. That's just a cursory look at what we're talking about and how to 
assess whether you have this particular disease of being really intellectually smart, but not having it translate into common sense, and you can get that back. Take care of yourself, and uh, everybody around you will benefit immediately. And blaming other people and situations has the opposite effect of making us more helpless. So I'm suggesting not to do that. Respond to everything by improving yourself. It sounds counterintuitive, but it works better than anything else I've ever seen. So that's about us. Remember rem- about all. Remember the Sunday shows um, tomorrow. We have great guests on inspirational people and um, projects that are going on that are, show you what people can do. That's completely not just positive and feeling good, but has a massive effect on the outside world. And there's still time to do that. It's not not quite too late, in my opinion, at this point. And then. Um, I mentioned we have Planetary Healing Club. That meeting is in half an hour from now, half an hour after the end of this show every week. That's completely interactive, live, where they're talking about health and self-transformation on all levels and consciousness work and things like that. That's real. Not It's not imaginary, silly, new age stuff that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's the real component. So if you have any interest in that, you're invited. Um, the access point to that meeting is at planetaryhealingclub.com. And then if you happen to have resources to support us, we could use the, the help because we don't do commercials or anything like that. If I recommend a product like I have with some of Ken Rolla's stuff and other things like that, it's not because I'm getting paid. It's because I actually think they're good and they would help you and it's worth knowing about. That's why I mentioned Peggy Hall's uh, website and other things like that. So if you want to support us, there are donate buttons at Planetary, not Planetary Healing Club, but uh, LostArtsRadio.com, which is the one to stay in touch with. And also our nonprofit, LostArtsResearchInstitute.org, and our Subscribestar page, which is Subscribestar.com slash LostArtsRadio. And remember to Stay in touch with us on all the non-censoring platforms, and you can you can check which ones we're on uh, by going to lostartsradio.com. I think that's about it. So, bottom line is, don't be discouraged by what's going on. Your emotional state is totally voluntary. You know, we're we're taught that if a certain thing happens, this is what you have to feel in response. That was never true. Your your internal state is totally up to you. You still have freedom with that. And you can help it along with choices in lifestyle and food and exercise and sleep and sunlight and all that stuff. But it's not in anybody else's hands except yours. So take good care of yourself. You're a key player in the whole big drama that's happening right now. And you're supposed to think you're insignificant. But the truth is the exact opposite. Um, So value yourself. Take care of yourself. And it helps everybody. Um, I think that's about it. Stay in touch if you want. LostArtsRadio.com. Contact forms are there. If you have anything you want to say, you want to suggest what you think are important uh, topics for shows, uh, questions, anything like that, you're welcome. And uh, half an hour from now, we'll see some of you at uh, PlanetaryHealingClub.com at that meeting. Hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Remember tomorrow night's show. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you here next time. Talk to you soon. 
Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest new selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the band ones are on our YouTube channels, at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.